You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. My guest on this episode of Talking Taiwan is Dr. Karen Tsai, a physician based in Los Angeles who has spearheaded the creation of a children's book, Monster Dance, to help children deal with and understand the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic. She spoke with me about how she got some heavy hitters involved in the project, like cartoonist and illustrator Guy Gilchrist, Eva Liu, founder of the multilingual children's book publishing company Madeline Editions, which published Monster Dance, actor Dennis O'Hare, who did the English narration for the book, and Taiwanese supermodel Lindsay Lin, who did the Mandarin Chinese narration. For every copy of Monster Dance sold, a donation will be made to Donate PPE. Dr. Tsai is also co-founder of Donate PPE, a nonprofit that has already raised over $150,000. In part two of my interview with her, we will talk about our work with Donate PPE. Welcome to the podcast, Karen. Hi, thanks for having me today. Great. Um, I'd like to start off this podcast with um, you talking a little bit about your connection to Taiwan, since this is the Talking Taiwan podcast. <laughs> for sure. So, um, very, very um, close to Taiwan, and Taiwan's really a huge part of my life growing up as a child. Uh, my parents grew up in Taiwan. I have distant relatives who are now living in Taiwan still, um, but frequently I would travel to and from Taiwan, usually in our winter and summer breaks, and I pretty much spent my whole summer um, in Taiwan. And so, uh, culturally, I would say I'm very, very Taiwanese love going to night markets, love love the Taiwanese food. You really can't miss out on that, especially the boba and all the amazing uh, people in Taiwan. And so that has been such a huge part of my life um, and really has encompassed you know, the values that I hold and and the, uh, the, the characteristics and the aspects of um, who I am today. Um, but basically, I, I grew up in the United States um, but uh, because I went back so frequently, I actually picked up Mandarin. And so um, that really has served me a lot of help, uh, you know, growing up here in, uh, in Los Angeles, where uh, it's very diverse and a lot of, um, um, a lot of Asian uh, cultural influence here as well, too. Oh, great. Thanks for sharing that. So while you are a physician by training, I understand that you created this children's book called Monster Dance, which helps to address children's feelings about COVID and how they can cope with it. What is it that motivated you to pursue this project? And um, was there something that you saw or some experiences that made you realize that children's mental health really needs to be addressed? Yeah, so that's a really great question. Um, when I was at USC um, and I was training during this entire pandemic um, with you know COVID patients left and right, hearing a lot of anecdotes uh, from my colleagues of uh, who have children themselves, you know, dealing with this this pandemic, uh, dealing with you know work life balance as well as trying to um, educate their own children um, in regards to what COVID really meant. Um, was really challenging for a lot of my colleagues. Um, and so w one thing that I really noticed just hearing from my colleagues was that a lot of them had to even self-isolate, especially nurses, respiratory therapists, um, and a lot of physicians. They had to self-isolate from their children just so that they could protect their family and prevent them from uh, contracting COVID. And so as a result of that, a lot of children find, found it very baffling 
um, you know, why am I um, being isolated or, um, you know, with quarantine, with COVID quarantine, or why are schools getting shut down? A lot of questions kind of arose. And I realized that although things were, you know, captured really well in the media um, in terms of, you know, for adults, I realized that there was a huge gap for children. And because of that, I really wanted to talk about COVID in a way that was not scary, that was um, more kind of in a gentle manner. So that way, uh, children felt like they weren't intimidated by COVID, but at least could feel somewhat empowered, um, you know, dealing with what we were dealing with in the pandemic, and trying to educate them on basic tips and tricks on how to cope with this pandemic and the changes that were going around in the world. And so that's kind of how I started this book and this um, reason why I, I decided to really pursue this project. It's really not in my scope. I have no children myself and I have, um, you know, no children background. I'm not a teacher by training. And, um, you know, I have never worked on a children's book before and really it kind of came spur of the moment just by seeing what was going around around, around me. And also realizing that the, the media didn't really have any good resources for children during that time. And so I'm really, really fortunate um, it was really because of other individuals uh, who really uh, were really inspired by what I w- what wanted to do. You know, Guy Gilchrist, who is famed illustrator, um, and his his most most important works have been you know the Muppets, Bugs Bunny. Those are such iconic characters for me growing up as a child. I really wanted to have somebody who was so um, pivotal in terms of children's education to really capture what was going on in the world in, in, in this book called Monster Dance. And I'm really grateful to Madeline Editions, Eva Liu and her team, who have really, really, really put so many hours behind this. And really, it was just something that came about, um, you know, by by opportunity. And I really am I'm so grateful to be able to share this with children and uh, to make an impact in their lives. That's really incredible um, that, you know, you don't have any background in early education or even that you're a pediatrician or anything like that, and that you actually have gotten quite a few notable people involved with this project. Can you talk about how you made this project happen and what was the biggest challenge? Like, so how did you get Guy Gilchrist involved and um, Eva <laughs> and Lynn Chilin and Dennis O'Hare? Yeah. yeah, I mean, these are people who I probably, in a day-to-day, you know, work my line of work, I would never encounter in in a million years. Um, And these are people who I would have never had the opportunity to work with. Um, But really, I, you know, when I I was creating this nonprofit, DonatePP.org, I really came across a lot of wonderful people, people who I would never, like I said, encounter, um, you know, as a physician. And, you know, being so young in training and being so young overall, just being able to just to encounter these individuals and to even um, be able to work with them side by side has been just really a true blessing. I I met Guy Gilchrist actually. I know I know him well because I grew up with the Muppets, um, mm-hmm. and you know really wanted to. Uh, this was really like just grassroots. I really wanted to um, create something very organic, something unique for children. Um, you know for for this COVID-19 children's project. And so at the time I was with DonatePP.org, I really brought this up as a problem that I thought uh, with um, the communities and with children. And so I was trying to find an illustrator at the time who could really capture um, this really well. And so when I was, you know, going through and looking at, you know, who could be a good um, person to, you know, address 
children and um, their their mental health during this time. I really was trying to like think about who I could you know who I could even connect to, and really couldn't couldn't think of many people. Mm-hmm. And then I was like thinking about it, and I was like, wait a second, Guy Kilchrist. You know, I I, I followed him on Instagram you know mm-hmm. a while back, and mm-hmm. I know from his work, um, he's just so charismatic and caring and loving, and he really has had so much. Uh, background with working with children mm-hmm. in addition he's such a charitable guy he honestly you know like doing this project he really has been so such such a huge 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 uh you know cheerleader with all of this and really i can't thank him enough uh he was the one who said you know what i can draw but i you know i am really on board 100 with this project and he said, you know, I really want to make an impact during this time. And I saw some of his work, you know, kind of leaning toward um, more with, you know, what was going on in the world with COVID-19. And so mm-hmm. I said, well, guy, let's try to do something impactful here. I think we really have the tools to make this work. And, you know, it initially came, you know, beginning, be, the beginning work was just, you know, making coloring pages and trying to um, incorporate some of these drawings into children's hospitals, having... Um, you know, things for children to do. And so we did, you know, beginning like sketch work of like just, you know, your coloring pages and uh, just to keep children occupied, but also make these coloring pages educational so that way children knew what was going on around in the world uh, during are, this scary, scary time for all of us. Right. Are any of those pages available? Like um, what is, are these pages explaining what is COVID and maybe um, why we have to social distance or wear masks? Is it that sort of thing? Exactly. Absolutely. So it just has very simple messages on, you know, wearing a mask, the importance of washing your hands, social distancing. All of those coloring pages are free and available for download and high resolution PDF on our actually our website at donatepp.org. And there's a tab which says Guys Doodles. um, And all those pages are there available for free. And uh, we were trying to make a huge, you know, push for these to uh, be available um, to, you know, schools, mm-hmm, educators, mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, with COVID-19 and, you know, schools reopening at this time, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's still really important to make sure that mm-hmm. children are aware of, you know, you can still live, you know, still live life and, you know, to its fullest during this time, as long as you maintain, you know, some, you know, cardinal rules, which include, you know, wearing a mask, social distancing, washing our hands and you know doing so in a safe manner we can all co- you know all enjoy life and you know not compromise on the activities that we do love um and the people who we do love and um that's how i came about working with guy gilchrist was basically you know spur the moment just really just you know messaged him and said hey guy i have this project i need you to help me out with this what do you think and he was just so on board with it i i really was so shocked um and uh, so amazed by his response and how much he's been such a huge, um, huge uh, supporter in all of this that we, we, we are doing right now. Oh, that's so wonderful. I, I didn't know about these doodles. We're going to have to include the link to, on our show notes on the website so people can find out where to get those and download them from your Donate PPE website. That would be great. Yeah. And, um, you know, with Eva, she has you know, a huge network of individuals she's worked with. And she's worked with Guy Gilchrist before in the past, too. And so that's how I got connected with Eva. But Eva actually was spur of the moment, too, because, <sighs> you know, I was, like, trying to find a publisher, and I have no experience and no yeah. background in writing a book, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, when do, when do people even think about writing a book in their yeah. lifetime? A children's book as well, right. too. And the other challenge with it, too, was, you know, how do we get this in, in and out in the fastest way possible? Yes. Like, we needed to get this... 
um, you know, to a publisher to get this all printed. And I also, I felt, I felt with all of this, you know, very, you know, time sensitive, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, story, I needed to make sure that I could get there fast. So a lot of publishers were really like, impossible like if Mm -hmm. you were to get a children's book in a span of like a couple months it was just an impossible ordeal Mm. and i'm so grateful for eva because she really took this project head on and you know was really enthusiastic she really put everything on pause to make sure this project could be out there for the community for the children for educators for healthcare workers and other essential workers at that time where you know we didn't really know how to go about teaching children about what was going on and so, um, you know, Eva really took this and really championed this project. And we also wanted to make it um, with her background and existing platform with making it um, with her multilingual books already. We said, you know what, we need to get this also Mandarin. And, you know, that was so important to me knowing, you know, my background being Taiwanese. I really wanted to make sure that we could expand this to make it international worldwide. And our goal and hope is eventually, you know, if there's still an interest, we wanted to make this even expanded to even more languages so that more children can um, have access to Monster Dance. Um, but with, with that, I, you know, I was thinking we need to have somebody on board. We need to have somebody who, who has a big presence among, you know, the children's space as well as a huge presence among the Asian American community or Asian communities for that matter of fact. And so I was thinking, you all, well, there is this person named Ling Tzu Ling, and I, I remember that she has, you know, a children's charity, and mm. I grew up with her, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, she she's such a big presence in Asia. And so I was like, you know what, how 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 <laughs> awesome would it be to just have her be the narrator of the Mandarin edition of this book? And I was like, there's no way in the world I would get this, you know, this, this, this amazing individual to do such, you know, such a small book, you yeah. know, and at the time mm-hmm. we we're like, this is just something that I just wanted to make tangible mm-hmm. to individuals who are interested. And I was like, well, there's no way in a million years I would get Ling Zu Ling. The fact that I was able to get her and have her so interested and so on board with this project was honestly a, a dream come true. And she has been able to champion this and get this um, into Asia and, you know, to, you know, expand on our network to getting this to really universally around, uh, you know, around the world. And in, in addition, the, 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 the nice thing about this project is that um, for, for this year, we've been really, um, you know, attaching it to a charitable cause, which is donatepp.org, so that we can get more PPE items to areas in need. And so a portion of the proceeds goes back to our nonprofit organization so that we can even donate more items to, um, to essential workers, uh, to communities who are in desperate need of PPE, and even internationally. And that's been a huge accomplishment that we've been able to do with this book. Right. And for people who don't know, Lin Ling is basically like the supermodel of Taiwan, one of the most well-known Taiwanese supermodels. Um, and um, so um, is Eva the one that um, came up with the title and the story and the message behind it? And can you talk a little bit without giving away too much about what the story is? Yeah, sure. Uh, so actually, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of discussion about, you know, what do what do we even talk about in this book? And, and, you know, Guy actually was the one, you know, with his background, he's done so many children's books uh, mm-hmm. in his in his career. And, you know, we wanted to make this, you know, interesting. And at the same time, too, with, you know, with with the with with COVID and not make it too intimidating, because I know with children, you know, we wanted to make it somewhat tangible, but also at the same time, not something that's you know, scary or, you know, would scare away a child. 
And so then um, Guy actually came up with this whole story. He he loves drawing monsters and mm-hmm. um, has had a lot of experience with that and trying to capture a story that's captivating um, for children. And so he came up with this whole idea of monsters and, you know, a lot of, after a lot of like meetings and discussions, and we, we've been all doing this all virtually. Eva lives like literally across across the ocean she was literally in paris Mm -hmm. and in taiwan and Mm -hmm. kind of commuting between those two countries and we're both you know located in the united states and i have actually never met guy in person where Mm. we're doing all these zoom meetings and (laughs) all this discussion of what do we do about like you know this this topic and this book and how do we make it you know um you know captivating and also you know exciting for children at the same time too so we thought about oh monsters and you know, the virus is like a monster and how do we how do we get this so that the children feel empowered at the end of the story? Mm. So it actually the you know, I'll I'll kinda of give a little brief synopsis of what the story it, it entails, but basically it follows two main characters, Charlie and Maurice. And Charlie's a little girl, Maurice is her beloved dog. And they they go on this adventure, um, basically realizing that Things are closing down, schools are closing, playgrounds are closing. Realize that all of their activities are basically put to a halt. And then as time goes on, um, you know, they realize that, you know, this is what's going on is that there's this virus that's actually very, 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 very small and microscopic. And that it's basically caused the world to come to to a halt. And because of that, we have to, you know, there's so much unknown about it. So then we have to give, you know, researchers and doctors the time um, to find a cure and you know well what can we do as children and as individuals in this world uh, you know dealing with this virus how do we help and, and contribute to the cause and so what we what the main message is that you know is that without um, you know without giving up the activities that we love we can still you know enjoy life we can still you know practice you know social distancing washing our hands and making sure that we you know, keep, make sure that we keep our loved ones in check and just making sure that um, we, we keep an eye out for the people we love around the world um, and making sure that we can still, we can still do the activities we love and feel empowered in the world, but at the same time, um, you know, live and uh, empower and educate people about the virus. Wonderful. I understand you also got Dennis O'Hare involved in this project as an English narrator. How did that come about? Yeah, so I, I'll be honest with you. Eva was pretty much the only, um, you know, the person who actually got Dennis O'Hare. I believe they're friends from before. Oh. They've known each other mm-hmm. from the past. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly how that connection came about. Um, but Dennis, Dennis and Eva, um, you know, I think it was a very natural connection as well, too, because Dennis um, has done a lot of um, a lot of work in m- multiple drama series as well, too. And so I think it was a you know, with his voice and, you know, with the story with Monster Dance. And actually, Monster Dance sounds like a very, very scary topic, but it's actually, like, really cute and endearing and super loving. And honestly, the artwork has been amazing. And the there's animation with um, the book, if you find it on um, Apple and Google Play. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Dennis and, <laughs> Dennis and Eva know each other from before. <laughs> so that's how uh, that natural connection came about. And he... He really was on board, uh, you know, day one since we he's heard he heard about the project. So I'm really, really super happy to have him on board. Yeah, I was curious about the title because from the title Monster Dance, you can't even tell that it has anything to do with COVID or Corona or whatever. And I was wondering if that was mm-hmm. um, purposeful and if and I haven't actually seen uh, the book itself. Um, 
unfortunately, I wish I had seen it. Um, so I don't really know how much um, in the book talks about like COVID or Corona and all this kind of stuff, or if it just talks about a virus. Yeah. So that's actually a really great question. So when we were making this book, we were thinking, you know, we have to make this book somewhat, we wanted to make it timeless, right? Mm -hmm. You know, COVID is, is present now, we're dealing with this right now. Well, you know, maybe 10 years, 100 years, who knows what's going to happen. Um, you know, God forbid, we're going to, you know, deal with the second, you know, coronavirus or second, you know, second, you know, virus that really kind of, you know, assumes our world. Uh, we wanted to make this book timeless. And, you know, this book is really applicable across, uh, you know, across the world and also applicable irregardless of it's COVID or not. You know, the flu season, um, you know, doctors and, and myself, we've been pushing our patients to really during flu season, make sure that we wash our hands, you know, um, you know, cover our, you know, cover our mouths when we sneeze and, and making sure that we just, take care of each other during that time because you know it's you know a lot of our elderly you know elderly patients in the hospital um our elderly loved ones and even our um you know um patients who have you know a lot of medical illnesses are very 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 frail at that time and so that's why we wanted to keep the keep the story and plot line a little bit more open-ended and not just pin it to covid covid um because we wanted to make sure that this book was timeless for the ages mm, interesting and what's been the reaction or feedback to the book? It's been actually very positive. Um, we 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 made a huge push. Um, we so we pushed this book out um, as an initial Kickstarter um, so that people could pre-order the book, and eventually it launched, I believe, in November, sometime in the fall, fall fall winter fall fall time, I would say. Um, and, uh, the, the book has been really, really had amazing press, uh, behind it. A lot of people have, we've heard a lot of great stories from, um, our coworkers and, you know, from healthcare workers, from teachers as well, too, saying that how, how amazing this book has been and how that it's really opened up this, uh, conversation of COVID and how it really has helped a lot of children cope with anxiety and stress during this time. And also has provided them a glimmer of hope because at the time, really, you know, this was, you know, a lot of a lot of states were dealing with peak COVID cases during that time. There was a, there was no sign of any vaccine coming around the corner, and so it was actually very very grim during that time. And you know, a lot of children at the time, you know, that was like eight months into the pandemic. A lot of children, you know, were you could see they were really really being affected by uh, you know COVID and being schools being closed, their social network being you know shattered and disrupted and so we wanted to make sure that uh, you know children really had you know uh, a positive response to the book which we've already we've already um, seen and already had and uh, this book has been incorporated into a couple of local school districts um, uh, within the Southern California area and so we're really proud to have this uh, you know book be be a part of the curriculum in some of these schools and um, I think it's really going to have a huge impact um, especially with schools opening up uh, right about now. Wonderful. You mentioned that um, you initially did a crowdfunding campaign for Monster Dance. Can you talk a little bit about that? What was that like? And crowdfunding can have its challenges as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we, when we, like I said, this is like a very, you know, like spur of the moment, let's get this up and done in a timely manner. And really, Eva was the one who really foresaw all the challenges we would have um, with getting this book out and out into the public and so once we had an initial concept once we knew that we were like game on with this project 
we needed to really, you know, kind of uh, gauge interest from the um, from the community and, you know, get the orders in and make sure that we could have, you know, sales and things could run smoothly. And then that was all going on before, you know, you know, while production was going on with the book. So the book, we needed to have it printed, we needed to have it mailed and shipped. And, you know, we were getting, you know, the book fully, um, you know, fully available on Google Play and, and Apple Books. And it had to be animated and at least was really great, and you know, animating all of those, um, you know, all of those pages. So it was a lot, a lot of work behind the scenes. And, and, and also, I forgot to mention, it actually has um, Laval. Um, one of the, uh, the, one of the songs is, uh, from LaValse and basically it's, it's, it's in, in the whole book. And so because of all of that, um, you know, we had to have a way to really, um, basically to have all of this, um, these purchase orders, you know, pre-ordered, um, so that way when the book was ready and available to be shipped and, and available on Apple and Google Play, um, we could just get it to the masses immediately. And what age group is this book suitable for? Three to six. That's for our target age group. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about the monster dance, the experience of spearheading that and making that happen, or your experience with Donate PPE? Anything that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think I think from this whole experience with Donate PPE, with Monster Dance, I would have never in a million world, a million years imagined how much of an impact, um, you know, I would have been able to do with my organization. Um, and, you know, I, I never really thought about it. This is not something that you, you know, you, you, you think about in your lifetime, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is something I want to be, you know, I want to do, I want to be, you know, I, I literally was just, you know, living my life and, you know, trying to help my patients, really being a strong advocate for my patients, you know, going in, doing my work you know, coming home, you know, taking care of, you know, my taking care of what I need to with my job. I never really thought I would, you know, co-found this nonprofit. I would have never thought about doing a children's book. You know, this has really been been such a huge learning experience and journey for me. And honestly, I've been so blessed along the way um, to be able to have such a great team supporting me along this way. And I think one of the things that the takeaway message that I'm trying to, you know, get away, get with this is basically, you know, I think we can all make an impact in the world. And I, I, you know, sometimes it's not very concrete. Sometimes you don't even know what it is. And you don't know what it is immediately in front of you. But I really, I really want to challenge people, um, especially, you know, I think a lot of people have been so, you know, um, you know, so impacted by, you know, COVID-19. You know, there's been so many problems in the world, and I think pa- the COVID pa- pandemic has really exposed a lot of other issues that we have in the world, especially with xenophobia, Asian hate crimes, um, you know, with the, you know, health, health, healthcare discrepancy amongst uh, lower income communities and um, minorities and undocumented uh, immigrants and, um, you know, his- Hispanic and Black individuals. Um, there's been so much that has been exposed. And because of all of this, I really challenge other individuals to really, you know, figure out what are the problems that we see in the world today and what can you do to help? Even something as simple as, you know, um, you know, increasing awareness amongst your community, whether it be, you know, you know, increasing awareness about what is what is going on with these hate crimes and why is it important and seeking out resources for that. Or even even something as simple as mental health with COVID-19. Um, we didn't even really like touch the surface of it, but 
with with the children's book and you know with that's one aspect of it but what about adults what about the elderly you know people who are in, in nursing homes who have not been able to have any physical contact with you know friends and families because they've you know pretty much been isolation you know there's been so many issues that we've seen and even like with the discrepancies like you know a lot of people have lost their job with COVID-19 um, you know, with a pandemic and a lot of businesses have been shut down, small businesses included. And so, you know, what can we do to help out um, these areas in need? And so I challenge people that, you know, there there's something that you can do in the community, you know, whether it be very small, whether it be very large, but there's some impact that you can make. And I, I, I wouldn't, I would never in a, in a million years have imagined that I could make have, have made such an impact. But I challenge individuals, you know, somebody's probably, you know, thinking, you know, what can I do? You know, there is no dream that is too small or too big. I think as long as you have an ambition and a goal, at the end of the day, as long as you, you move toward that goal and you, you know, really shoot for the stars, I think anything can be possible. And I really challenge individuals to, uh, you know, never be afraid, really, you know, pursue your passion, pursue your dream. Because you never know what's going to happen at the end. And, and, and that's something that I really learned for firsthand. And I've learned so much about myself. You know, I've really never thought I would have so much time to do all of this. Um, and, um, you know, I, I don't know where time came about. I've, I've, I don't know how, how 24 hours can go about and you can, do, you can accomplish so much. But yet again, if it's something that you're passionate about and you care and you love, you'll make it happen. Um, you know, and I, I think I've proven that to myself, uh, especially with how busy I am as a physician. Um, you know, I was, I, I was, you know, you know, juggling so many things. I was like in between, you know, like lunch break and like, you know, um, you know, patient phone calls, you know, trying to, you know, steal the deals with a lot of these donations, making sure that distribution strategies, um, you know, were, were, were going as planned. And um, yeah, I think that's the takeaway message is, you know, shoot for the stars. Um, you know, have lofty goals, ambitious dreams, and you never know what's going to end up happening. You might, you might be able to make a difference in the world. Yeah, thank you for that, Karen. You really are a testament to that. When you have the energy and, and the focus and the passion for something, you find a way to make things happen. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to be on the Talking Taiwan podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I've been speaking with Dr. Karen Tsai, a physician based in Los Angeles, about Monster Dance, a children's book created to address the needs of children dealing with a world changed by COVID-19. She's also a co-founder of Donate PPE, a nonprofit that has raised over $150,000. In part two of my interview with her, we will talk about her work with Donate PPE. To learn more about Dr. Tsai and any of the other items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There we'll list any related links. If you enjoyed this episode of Talking Taiwan, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, tell a friend about us, or better yet, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.